Hello, and welcome to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. And I'm Carmen. And today is part two of our first kill uh, podcast watching episodes. Uh, we came back uh, last time with the pilot and we liked it so much that we decided that we were going to finish the series and come back and discuss it. So, Christina, you were actually kind of on the fence last time about whether or not you were going to, you know, finish the series. But yeah, like just now when you said we liked it so much, so we continue, let's rephrase that to you liked it so much. Okay. And then you messaged me like, oh, this is really, really good. Um, I, I finished watching. You should continue too. And then I did upon your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, so, so, so translation, if there's something she did not like, she's preparing to blame me for that. Is that, is that it? No, I mean, you were not the person who was in charge of doing anything on this particular show. You just recommended it. And um, yes, so we did both complete season one, the entire season. So yeah, last episode, we talked about episode one. So now we're going to talk about the overall season as a whole. So Carmen, now I know you really enjoyed it. So t- t- tell a little bit about what you like so much about it. Okay, so and first, I'm going to start off by saying that this isn't really my genre. You know, um, the Supernatural is fine, but I tend not to watch a lot of, you know, teen-oriented things. I, I tend not to watch, you know, shows that are kind of in this vein, which is why I thought you might have liked it more than I did, because I felt like it might have fit in more with, you know, your, uh, like the shows that you showed me, like Arrow, or, you know, and I think you've liked other, did you watch Riverdale, or? Oh, let me tell y'all, uh, listeners, I did watch Riverdale, because I've always been a huge fan of the Archie comics for a very long time. I did watch Riverdale, but then recently it got to a point where um Riverdale it like switched up to just I can't even explain it was like some sort of alternate universe type of thing and I was just like uh I need to take a break from this but uh but yeah a lot of the Riverdale episodes I did enjoy I like Arrow I like a lot of like shows that are geared towards young adults and action and superhero and and fantasy and a lot of those different types of genres I do enjoy but I've never really been into like the supernatural stuff and, and like superpowers and uh, like vampires and werewolves. And even when it comes to superheroes, my favorite ones are the ones like the Green Arrow and Batman who don't have any actual superpowers. They're just regular human people who have like super intelligence and super martial arts skills, but there's nothing, nothing actually supernatural about them. Okay, so I thought that that fit more in your wheelhouse. So that's why I was like, oh, and it has action. She's shown me things before that have action. Like this should be, you know, really great with Christina. Um, I personally liked it. I think once I got into the style of it, I like romance. Uh, I, you know, it's a, a adaptation of, of Romeo and Juliet and I, I like Shakespeare adaptations. So, and, and I think that what I like about it is that the show is campy. The show doesn't take itself too seriously, which I think kind of, you know, adds to the fun. Yeah, I I definitely, I appreciate that aspect because 
if if we just watched it as it was with the CGI monsters and the guy eating his mother-in-law and all this type of stuff, and it wasn't kind of like a, a, a bit of a campy feel to it, and it's like these people are just serious about all this stuff, like serious, serious for real, I'd be like, mm, okay, sure. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I also loved the fact, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I love the fact that we had this, you know, Black family that was prominently featured. And family was such a, you know, a, 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 a thing that just ran throughout the entire series, which is something I like to see. And we can talk about, you know, more of it later, but I, I, I love seeing those family bonds. Um, I felt that like, those connections were very interesting. And even the family uh, on Juliet's family got more interesting to me. Now, I know you weren't very into them in the first episode. How did you feel watching them? So, um, I never got into Juliet or her family for the most part. I just never really kind of connected with any of those characters very much, but Cal's family, like, like you said, just that strong black family. I, I really appreciated seeing this family, especially the mom, Talia. Yeah. Like she was my all-time favorite character in the entire series. I especially love, love, love the way that she loved Theo and her relationship with him. And even like when his dad wanted to kill him, like she was just so ride or die for that boy. She snatched him up and took him out of that house. And um, I, I really, I loved seeing that. Um, so yeah, kind of throughout, it was Juliet's family. I was not really feeling and, and Cal's family, I, I did enjoy. You know, so this may sound crazy, but I was watching it and, you know, Talia, she's always kind of been very strong. She's, you know, clearly the head of that family. And when she started fighting for Theo, I always, I wondered if there was going to be a twist. Like she was going to turn out to have, you know, been a vampire, like the vampire who killed his mother or like something. But no, it was just really her fighting for like, no, I, I am your mother. You know, uh, the fact that I didn't give birth to you doesn't matter, which I thought was very sweet. You know, part of me, and this is just my twisted self, I was like, I don't want to be evil in some way. But, you know. For me, I, I just, I absolutely love seeing that. And I just, I loved that, that that was her son, even though she didn't give birth to him. Like that made no difference to her. Like that was her son. And I was really strongly disliking the father character like I'm like this dude is just the worst like he was just like well we gotta kill him <laughs> you know what I, okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on this a little bit because at first it did seem a little bit like you know Jesus I mean your son just got turned you, you, you ready to swing that axe but you know then he said something that made sense when he told her he said look he is a he's he's a vampire now, but he's a monster hunter. He believes that monsters are bad and need to be put down. He would not want to live as a monster. So I really think that he was doing what he felt was right for his son. Like I don't and I don't think that it was something that he was um that 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 he went entered into lightly. I think that he felt it was best not just for everybody else, but for Theo himself. Mm, no, I think that was just a ridiculous way of thinking, especially considering the fact that 
Cal was raised as a monster hunter, but then she fell in love with a, a, a quote unquote monster. And, and, and this monster that she fell in love with, like, appeared to be just as human as everyone else. And just like, you know, kind of similar to when we were talking about um, Don't Look Deeper in a previous episode where the girl was a robot, but like she was very human-like. Right. And, and I feel like Juliet and, and the other vampires are, are kind of similar to that where they're vampires, but they are very human-like. And so it's just kind of interesting to me that the father would be so thinking that way like oh no no he's got to go because he's a vampire and 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 you know we're hunters and you know very quickly Cal was able to like just have a relationship with somebody who was a vampire even after spending her whole life being a hunter but but here and here's why I'll push back again is that one that's part of the problem that they see for 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 um, these vampires they're monsters. Yes, they seem human-like, but that's the issue. They can appear human, but they're really monsters. So that's a, that's a problem for them. Um, and the second point, remember Juliet and her family, they're legacy vampires. Theo was turned, you know, and he is now, and he, uh, <clears throat> pardon, at that point was going through that process. Now you remember how he acted when he started to kind of go through that turning as opposed to after he was able to drink Juliet's blood. Mm-hmm. you know a feral vampire is a very dangerous thing so like I think you have to kind of take that into consideration too just because Juliet and her family are all you know walking talking perfectly fine and you know human looking that doesn't mean that that's what Theo would have turned out to be well <clears throat> I think <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, th- I think the mom it appears to me, I mean, who knows what'll happen if there is a season two, how the story will progress. But it seems to me that she made the best decision with bringing Theo to Oliver because, you know, he's a vampire and he can help Theo to be a vampire and he'll have that community. And so I kind of think that that was probably the best decision. I don't know if I will say the best decision. I understand why she did it. Um, and I forgot, I was like, why did she take him to Oliver of all people? But then I forgot when I mean, she had, you know, held him, when they had kidnapped him and held him hostage, he respected her for her mothering. And so they, they had that little bond there. I don't really trust Oliver, although I think he's made it clear he's not to be trusted. So I would be afraid that she's putting her son, you know, and, and trying to save him from the enemy or whatever else, she's putting him in the hands of another enemy. I actually thought when she was going to the house that she was going to go to Juliet's family's house. Well, that's what I thought too, until, you know, Oliver was the one that opened the door. I thought that she was going to bring him to Juliet's family. And I I don't know why she chose Oliver as opposed to to Juliet's parents. I I don't know, because you're right. I mean, Oliver does not seem like somebody who can be trusted and and neither does his witch girlfriend. And, and, you know, at the end of season one, it, it appears that, Oliver, the vampire, his girlfriend, whose name I don't remember, the witch, and then Theo, the vampire, that that threesome are now going to most likely do some devious things together. <laughs> yes. And well, that's the thing is like, and by the way, her name is Carmen, which I should have. Oh, so of course. You <laughs> <wouldn't remember. laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely see 
uh, the chance for more contention because now Theo is a vampire. Who is he going to side with? Well, and it's interesting because I feel like there's like three different groups now that all kind of have different things, different connections to each other, but also different like reasons why they would be enemies as well. So it's like now you have um, Cal's family of hunters, you have Juliet's mom and dad, right? And then you have Oliver with with Theo and Carmen, and then Eleanor's a bit of a, a wild card because she's in jail at the moment. But I'm pretty sure she'll break out somehow, right? And then not to mention this new kind of the, the, the new clan of vampires that are causing issues with the you know because of the Malkia thing, uh, which I actually want to talk about. But before we do. So one of the reasons, the things I was a little disappointed about and why I think I was a little disappointed that she went to Oliver instead of uh, Juliet's family, even though I understand because like you said, Eleanor's crazy and the dad is on some other stuff now, but I really liked the bond or the potential of a bond between Cal's mom, um, Talia, and uh, Margot, Juliet's mom. Like whenever they met, there's always been this kind of contention and there's always kind of been this, like they've had to learn how to play nice, but I feel like they're very similar in a lot of ways. And if they were to join forces, I think that they would be unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have been a nice choice, but yeah, I mean, Juliet's dad, (laughs) he, that, turn with the you know with, with the green eyes and say he definitely became more aggressive and I was so interested in like what was happening because she she had to do something to save him and then I realized it was a snake okay so here's my what I want to know is what was the end game with that snake because the grandmother is or was um and actually that's another question I have like is she dead because you know there's only certain ways to kill vampires I don't know if that's one of them or is she just like in pieces in his digestive tract, but whatever. Um, the Malkia, she's the keeper of the Malkia. And apparently it seems like it's inside the dad, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought the Malkia was like a snake that they kept in a box. Right, but remember when she saved him, she brought in the snake. And then when you see it, like afterwards you saw like the green, of the glow, you know, his, his the dad's eyes turning green, and you kind of saw like inside there was like the snake. So I don't know if it was the essence of snake or if it was the snake itself, and maybe that's why because they were really cagey about talking about you know showing the Malkia after that. Ah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'm not sure if the snake is in him or if the snake just bit him. Because I think also part of them being cagey with showing the Malkia is I think it's only supposed to be the keeper of the Malkia that, that's showing it, but the keeper is now presumably dead. Right. Well, but even before she was dead, remember when they sat down to have that, before he ate her, when they sat down to have that conversation, the, the betrothal you know, conversation, and the grandmother was there and led that. And the other family was like, hey, so we just want to be sure everything's cool. Will you show the Malkia? And she was like, yeah, no, get lost. Mm. But there was kind of this like hesitation there. And it seemed a little more 
yeah, the Malkia is really inside this man and I can't get to it as opposed to just, no, no, you know that's not going to happen. Interesting. Yeah, so then that is really kind of weird then because this Malkia thing is supposed to be like super powerful and it's supposed to do all these things and these different ceremonies and whatnot. But if it's no longer in that box and it's in this guy, then yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look here like I was trying I found this thing about you know the ending explained and I'm trying to see like did anybody say what happened to the snake is the snake inside him or not <laughs> I don't know like I just feel like maybe that's a question we need to like tweet out to the writers like this hey is it there where did it go um but yeah no I, I was a little bit curious uh, about that point although I like when uh Marco comes in and she's like what happens like I ate your mother ate my mother and she's just like over it yeah it's funny because yeah both Margot and Eleanor like they didn't really seem like they could care less well I mean you know the grandmother was kind of awful so yeah yeah (laughs) so I want to back up a little bit and that's since we're talking about the grandmother because one of the things that I thought, and like when Christina told me that um, she wasn't sure if she was going to continue, and I was like, okay, just watch the first, you know, the, the next two episodes, because that's when we have a lot of action. Remember, what's when we had Juliet, who was supposed to be, you know, going through her big first kill ceremony, even though, yeah, I don't know how she thought that that was going to, you know, go off. Although I will say that I thought it was hilarious that they were bringing out all of these, you know, designer gowns for her to wear. And I thought that was so cool. But at the same time this is happening, Cal's family is preparing to invade and kill all the legacies. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then that was a surprising twist when um, Eleanor kidnapped Cal and then um you know Oliver popped up and 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 just all these little surprising things happened during that ceremony slash attack and you know people were different people were running their mouth in different ways like Talia not Talia um what's her name Cal Cal's cousin or I think I don't know ex-girlfriend I don't know how these girls what it was confusing yeah I want to say isn't that her like best best friend slash ex and I think that her parents I think they're like close friends of the family like close enough that like she considers them like you know uncle almost or like honorary yeah yeah I kind of didn't like that because it was a little like weird and confusing because it's like wait a minute I think that's her ex-girlfriend but then she's calling the the parents aunt and uncle I I don't know but um (laughs) but yeah so that girl ratted her out and ran her mouth and uh yeah that was foul although can I say I told my sister this. I was like, they gave Tess the Judy Winslow low treatment. Mm. You remember after the parents died, um, uh, Talia was like, we'll take care of you. Go to your room and get some rest. And then like, she went upstairs and we never saw her again throughout the series. Right. I mean, I guess like the guild wanted her to go somewhere else. Because you remember the woman from the guild was like, oh, like she can't stay here. She needs to go somewhere else or whatever. I don't know, but that was kind of weird too because it's like, well, I mean, if her parents are dead, where is she supposed to go? 
I'm, yeah, and I don't know how, I don't remember how old she was. Like, I'm assuming she was around Tessa's age. I don't know if she had other family that she was going to be with. Um, although I will say that shot of like both of her parents, you know, on, you know, being staked to the, uh, the tree, that was, that was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, that was sad. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, that girl disappeared. Who knows if she'll pop up again in, in season two or not. Um, you know, hopefully she does. I think she may be able to, add a little something to whatever they're cooking up for the next storyline. <laughs> Possibly, but yeah, so she ran her mouth that episode. And then also um, Cal warned Juliet. And then like, I think Oliver, I think he may have said something. I don't know, like different people were saying little pieces of things to other people. And, you know, ultimately they ended up running off um, Cal. <laughs> Juliet, Oliver, and Eleanor. I do think it was hilarious how they had staked all the, va- the, the vampires and then all of a sudden they just started getting back up like it was nothing. And it was interesting to me because I was like, I know they had those silver tipped, you know, spears. And I think this is what they, they, they were saying that that had been used to kill a vampire before, mm-hmm. but apparently they don't work on legacies. And I was just kind of surprised that why doesn't the guild know? that well how trouble legacies i i thought the way it was was like just the regular stakes were killing regular vampires but then that silver tipped one was supposed to kill the legacies because i think they were saying that like this one person many years ago killed the legacy with that particular silver tip and whatnot exactly so it's kind of weird to me like okay then why aren't any of these legacies dead and it was even mentioned throughout the season that like, you know, ha ha, like nobody knows what to do. <laughs> like, you know, the legacies were all kind of mentioning that nobody knows how to kill them. And it was interesting as a viewer because I'm curious, but they didn't reveal that to the viewers either. Same, yeah, I, I'm really interested to know um, what it was that made it different, why this didn't work. Is it something that like maybe it worked on legacies back then, but they've kind of evolved? I, I don't know. I'm curious. Is it only another legacy? Can for you know vampire can kill another vampire? Oh, hmm. Maybe. I mean, it appeared like Juliet's dad was able to just open his mouth up real wide and, and kill the grandma, but at the same time, what he did, opening his mouth real wide like that and eating her whole that was snake-like behavior and yes and so I don't think that's necessarily like a vampire thing but more like a snake thing but she had turned him into a legacy so like yeah I don't know yeah I don't know the the limits to to what works to how it does it but you're right that was more snake-like see and that's one of the things sometimes when you're watching something that has all these elements that are like these supernatural fantasy elements and the creators of the show and the writers of the show, they've created this world and everything about what they've created has not been fully explained. And so like it, it Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. Um, and I'm not sure if it's on my side or hers, but we're just gonna go ahead. Oh, are you back? Oh, 
Okay, so we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty um, while we figure this out. But yeah, I think that the world building has been really good. It's really interesting. It's very detailed. And I'm sure that I probably missed a lot that maybe if I were to go back and rewatch it, I would pick up on it. But I do also, even though I want to know the answers, I do like the fact that I'm more interested to know the answers. And so hopefully they'll be answered uh, in later well, seasons. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I do agree. They did a, a pretty good job with building the world. And honestly, I do kind of feel like some of the questions that haven't been answered, they don't really need to be. Um, because we're still able to enjoy the full story that they wanted to tell from beginning to end without knowing the, all the details. Right. And I mean, I know this is absolutely a facet of my personality. I want to know, like I want answers. And I don't know, I'm going to pretend that this is because I am a writer who also does world building. And so I'm interested in the process of the what you, did you decide to put out there as opposed to like, what did you decide to keep behind? Um, I just, I really, honestly, I'm probably just nosy, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to chalk it up to the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that happened was a uh, Clayton that I, who I never quite figured out, like the one who was supposed to handle Cal. Uh-huh. And then he ended up was trying to like drag her back to, so it seemed later that him taking her to the guild might've been guild sanctioned. Right. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like she was supposed to be taken from her family, brought to the guild, like whoever or wherever they are. And it'll be interesting to kind of explore more like that organization. And actually, I kind of think there's just so much to explore with both the guild and the legacies separately, like the whole backstory of the guild and all the hunters and, and the backstory of the legacies and all that. Because um, I am curious, like, why is it they wanted to take her and bring her to the guild but yeah it seemed like yeah and I, I I just couldn't tell whether it was because because for a while like he they felt like he was smiling in Jack's face he was talking to um to Talia he was supposed to watch her it seemed to have somewhat of a friendly relationship and then I then it, then it was like he was acting like just a big old freak where it was just and it, it, it did make me uncomfortable, but I was actually very, very happy when uh, uh, Juliet got her first kill off of him. And I was like, yes, this is the right person for her to, uh, for, for, for her to drain that first time. Because yeah, he was, he was, he was getting kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and it's interesting too, because I feel like with that character and, and his agenda of, of doing who knows what with Cal, I don't know. Like, based on the way that dad's been behaving, I wonder if it would have been the same situation where he would have just been like, well, she has to go to the guild. And then the mom would have been like with Theo, like, uh, no. <laughs> right. Well, I, and Talia and, um, and Jack definitely seem like the type of people that are like, family stays here. We stay together. We're not shipping you off um to mm. you know to stay with somebody else especially well, when I don't think she was that trustful of the guild either no no I don't think so okay so we've talked about a lot we've talked about you know uh Theo turning and and, and, and Julia and her first kill and FYI it was so interesting watching her you know drain her first human like 
she had been resisting it for so long and so hard. And she just straight up was just like, oh my God. It, it, it's like when you taste just finally made chocolate for the first time. She was just, no, actually, you know what it reminded me of? Do you ever watch SpongeBob? Uh, rarely, but I, I have seen SpongeBob and his love of the Krabby Patties. Do you remember the episode where Squidward had his first Krabby Patty? Uh, yes. Yes, and he resisted. And then finally at the end, he just dove into the vault and was just chomping it away. And that is what Juliet reminded me of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know last time you were kind of iffy about Tao and Juliet. And you didn't, you know, you're not a huge Juliet person. But their romance is kind of central to the story. So I'm curious to think to know how you felt about them as this progressed okay so I'll, I'll I'll just be honest here and 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 I mean I don't know them personally I'm pretty sure you know the the actors are, are probably great people but the both of them in these particular roles opposite each other like I I wasn't really vibing with the casting to be honest like I, I kind of feel like they could have done something different with the casting because I wasn't really feeling the connection between those two characters. You know, and and I wondered if, because I kind of felt that sometimes too, and I don't know if we're supposed to, but like they they feel different. Like I bought, for the most part, Juliet's attachment to Cal. You know, Juliet has been kind of infatuated from the beginning and she always, you know, looks out for her and wants to be with her. And Cal has been the one who's always kind of cool and which Juliet has kind of accused her of being like, I've always feel like I'm the one who's in this. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, when, you know, Cal kind of, you know, cast her aside and was like, no, you turned my brother. Like, what did you, you know, go away? I don't ever want to see you again. It felt easy for her to do so. And so I don't know if she's all in yet. I don't know if it's, or, if I, or like you said, it's just not the chemistry just isn't quite there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's odd for a lot of reasons. And I think maybe some of it could be a little bit stereotypical because stereotypically, it's usually the vampires that are cold-hearted characters. But in in, in this series, huh? No, I said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and in this series, it seems a little bit flipped where the vampire is, is, is the more warm-hearted character and then the hunter is behaving a little bit more cold-hearted. Right. Um, and, and the- so, so yeah, so I think that's interesting. And then also like with the, the Shakespeare aspect of it being somewhat of a Romeo and Juliet story, you know, that's a little wonky too because in Romeo and Juliet, like they were both just like completely head over heels crazy about each other. But with this, like- Cal you know like you said Cal is not all in so um so yeah I I think there's just some things that are a little bit kind of odd for me with the the characters and their connections with each other I wonder too if that's something that was a little bit more necessary because this is a series you know um I think because the it, Romeo and Juliet you think about it, you're seeing this as a play or a movie you're seeing this all in one setting so it's okay for them to be all in because they're here together. They resist a little bit, but you know they end up just you know falling very quickly. 
and they're battling all of their external, you know, they're battling their family, you know, they're battling the different cousins, they're battling, you know, whatever else is happening in society, but it's over the course of, you know, what, two, three hours. Whereas here, you know, just these season one alone, we've seen eight hours. So it might be one of those things where they made the conscious decision to kind of stretch it out a little bit and let one maybe be a little bit more hesitant or maybe be a little bit less all you know all in than Juliet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe everything that I'm seeing where I'm like, uh, eh, I'm not really seeing these two together, like Yeah, I don't know. I think I I I I think I just bite back a little bit only just because I do see them having like they have moments where they have some really great chemistry like when it's them and they're alone. So I I don't I don't know. Um it's definitely something to to kind of reconsider but seeing how what they're going to do in a season 2, I'm interested to see what this separation looks like with them being apart. Um and what that will look like next season and if they'll be able to stay apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely if there is a season two, which I mean, definitely the way season one ended, it looks like we kind of need to have that season two to find out what happens next. So I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing what happens. Netflix needs to give us a season two. I will personally be very upset if I don't get some of my questions answered. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people will be. All right. Ooh, but you know what I'm curious about? And we should have read it prior to this recording, but I didn't think about it till just now. The short story that the series is based on, oh, I yeah. haven't read it. So I, I'm curious, like, okay, would that short story answer some of our questions about what happened already in season one or what might happen in season two? Um so yeah, maybe if, if we can find that somewhere, we might read it. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and then we can talk about it, uh, you know, on 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 Twitter, um, and, and and share any thoughts and opinions there. Because you're right, we had talked briefly about it, and then I completely, uh, I, I completely forgot to make sure to go look it up. But yeah, I, I think, and well, too, and also, I'm curious to know how far they deviated. Yes, I, I'd be interested in in finding that out too. So yeah, okay list of things to do definitely we're going to put that on the list reading that short story okay what oh you know what I wanted to talk about too before we um we, we wrap up um one thing that I was kind of confused about in the first part of the series but was answered later was how like widespread the knowledge about monsters was but it seems like the town, the townspeople are pretty self-aware. You know, hey, there are monsters that exist in the world. They weren't here for a long time, and now they're starting to come back. And we saw what was happening with them starting to, what does she call them, like the LuLaRoe gang or something like that, um, where they started putting together this gang of, you know, people who were against monsters, um, that, which was head, headed by uh, Ben's mom. Yeah, I think it was, was it like Mothers Against Monsters or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, I think it was, it was like Mama. Yeah, some, some some ma'am or something, I don't know. Oh, that's right, ma'am, you're right. <laughs> mothers Against All Monsters. Yeah, yeah, some something of that nature. But yeah, so it was interesting that, yes, the town did know about monsters. And I think the school even had like a monster alarm. And 
and I'm also curious, like, why is it that the monsters were gone for so long and why are they back now? And yeah, add that to our list of questions. Yeah, because I also thought it was interesting when that one kid died. Remember when um, I, they keep calling her Smashley and I feel a little bit bad about that. When the zombie was there and then he went out because he was stupid and um, didn't want to be around Ben asking him for a commitment and got his spine torn out. Like <laughs> I felt like overall, the, like the school was entirely too calm about finding a kid that had his spine ripped out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Because I was like, I, but then that, I guess, because they know that they're monsters and okay, you know, we've seen this before, but I was like, dude, he's missing a spine. Okay. But you know, cool, cool. Whatever. Mm. Right. Like that was extremely gruesome. I, I did think that it was interesting how, you know, they're all uh, boycotting uh, Cal's, not Cal's father, uh, Juliet's father, who's the DA for you know not taking action against the monsters and everything else that's happening and he's getting so much flight but like they don't but but they don't know that he is actually the one that they are fighting against right they are so clueless so i yeah and yeah i'm I'm curious to see how how far he's gonna or how long he's gonna be able to keep that under wraps and i almost wonder you know since they're kind of abandoning eleanor if she's going to be the one to spill the beans. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, she's a bit of a wild card who does seem like she likes to do things for her own selfish reasons. So I think if it was to benefit her, she'd throw anybody under the bus. Do you like Eleanor? No, I do not. (laughs) I thought that I did. And then I don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel, but I think that she is she she can be interesting Mm. no she's you know what song they should have played but i don't think they did remember that song man eater yes that would have been like a perfect little theme song to play when she comes on screen (laughs) i will say i don't know why apollo thought that he could trust eleanor Mm, yeah yeah she's obviously not to be trusted well, you know, and I think he, you know, they flirted and, you know, he feels like, oh, you know, she's the, you know, she and I are just alike because, you know, they're both kind of, you know, overconfident and vain and whatever else. But I like, and I, I really felt bad when Theo was the one who ended up getting knifed. Yes, me too. And then like, it was his own brother who did it to him. But then what was even crazier was when they went back home and I honestly, I didn't know that he was a vampire. Like when I saw Theo sitting there, I was like, I honestly thought it might've been Eleanor, like wearing, I don't know if vampires can like shapeshift or, you know, wear some essence. Mm. I either thought it was that, or I thought he had turned into a zombie. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, definitely that whole scenario of what happened in that restroom. Yeah. I mean, it was all pretty bizarre and surprising and I didn't know until it was like obviously revealed that it was um Juliet that turned him because I thought it could have been either Eleanor or Juliet or some random vampire I didn't know until like Juliet came to the house and said that it was her I thought that it was Eleanor you know even though we did see her you know leave but I I 
figure that if she would have turned him, it would have been for malicious purposes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that as well, that she would have done it for malicious purposes because like she knows like, okay, this is a vampire hunter and I'm going to do this like to be a jerk to him. Right. Or, you know, right. Or do something that's going to take out the family, you know, mm-hmm. so that he, he can cause the maximum amount of chaos. Right. Um, do you think that Juliet really did mean to, was trying to like kill him, trying to help him? Or do you think that she did try to turn him? Um, I don't know, because at first when I like, when I saw her, um, like, doing what she was doing in the restroom to him I was thinking that she was doing it with the intent to turn him because I thought like okay well that would that would in my mind be a kind thing to do because he's dying and the only way to save him would be to turn him so I thought that that was her intent but then later when she claimed that that wasn't her intent she was trying to just just kill him so he's not just like laying there dying in pain but he would just be dead peacefully I guess I don't know but that seemed kind of weird to me too because it's like "Mm, but how would you not know like the difference of how to turn someone into a vampire versus how to just kill them I I I don't know fairness to her though she hasn't I mean she's only killed people she's never turned somebody yeah and I'm assuming there's probably I'm assuming it's probably like close enough that there's something, but like there's some difference in the process, but easy enough to get wrong. So yeah. I, and I'm also curious to know too, because he drank from her. So and he kind of came back to himself. I'm wondering, is that something that has to happen again? Or is it just something that like, okay, that first blood from their maker is enough to sustain him and now he's fine. Well, I don't know, because if I remember correctly from Interview with the Vampire, I think that that's kind of what happened in that movie. When you turn somebody, you would like bite them, but then and you would bite them to the and drain their blood to the point where like they're pretty much either dead or almost dead. But then you would have them drink your blood. And then after that, they wouldn't continuously have to drink from you. They could just get blood from anywhere. But that was like the entire process in that movie if I remember correctly interesting okay so it sounds like it's something similar than here it's just she didn't do the whole step in order because she thought you know he had died or yeah something I guess I'm not really like an expert in vampire lore but um yeah sounds about right (laughs) I do think it's fascinating and especially seeing the differences and the similarities because there there are things that I find that uh, tend to be in like their commonalities in vampire lore, but then there are things that are different. And I always think of, that it's very interesting uh, to see. Uh, I think like vampires are probably like the one thing that monster that kind of interests me, like werewolves, no, zombies, no, whatever. Um, but vampires are, are interesting for some reason. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not really into any type of um, monsters or any type of, uh, that supernatural type of stuff. Okay, so here I have a question for you. Um, Following up on that question, if you were Theo, if you were in his spot, would you want to be turned into a vampire? Oh, um, ooh, man, like I didn't even think about that. You just threw a question I wasn't expecting. Mm I don't know. I mean, hopefully I would never 
be in that situation. But if I was, um, uh, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, I would not want to be a vampire. Interesting. Yeah. What, what about you? Oh, I, 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 I yes, with caveats. Um, <laughs> I need to know, you know, all of the details, of course, like it depends on what lore, what's happening here. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> like, like really, it, it, come on now. It, it, the person in the show was pretty much near death. He could kind of barely utter the words, help me. And, and I don't think he was capable of having a whole conversation about the vampire lore. No, I mean, no, 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 not Theo. I'm just saying, like, if from, from the outside, thinking about it, like, depending on what's happening with vampires, like, now he's normal. And for and remember, there's a difference between legacy and non-legacy vampires. You know, so if I returned and I was going to be like Juliet and her family, where, you know, I could walk around and be in the sun and eat human food or whatever, fine, sign me up. I'm just curious to know what the non-legacy vampires are like. Because if I'm just going to be, you know, right, that's what I just need to know. But I think all in all, like I'm leaning towards like 75%. Yeah, I would be a vampire. Hmm. I think if I had to choose any supernatural being to turn into, it would probably, like out of those like monsters that you normally see, I think it would be a vampire. Interesting. I think for me, I'd, I'd, uh, I just want to be a human, but I mean, I would love ideally to be one of those humans that are like the superhero type that's a human which is like you know a batman type of human where he is like kind of superhuman but it's all natural like he just learned martial arts because he was training and became really good at it and he was just like a really smart guy but he doesn't have any actual superpowers that's more my style if i'm going to be a superhero i want superpowers like i want to be able to you know leap buildings in a single bound or you know shoot out webs or um you know i i'd fly through there i don't know i want the superpowers yeah so that is how i feel about that but you know hey again i do admire your um your, your willingness to kind of work for it and earn your powers, which I think is, is, is kind of cool there. All right, I think that we have covered just about everything that we wanted to talk about for the series. Um, overall, I will say that I personally enjoyed it and I am really glad that I ended up uh, going through with it. Christina? Okay, so on, on a scale of yes no maybe so you're giving it a yes all right that's what i thought and for me i'm pretty sure yes no maybe so i I think the listeners won't be surprised when i say maybe so right yeah (laughs) i i can see that i i think that i would say i would um qualify my yes with a if you like this type of world then I think that you will enjoy it. You know, if you can can sit back and just appreciate it for what it is, I think that it's an enjoyable show. And I think that even if you don't really like this type of world, like I, I, I'm not really into that type of world, but there are still 
things in there that you can enjoy. Like my absolute favorite thing was, you know, Talia's love for Theo, the whole like, you know, mother child love and bond that they had, I thought was so sweet. So I think even if, you know, this genre isn't your thing, there may be something in there that you can connect with. Absolutely. The family bonds, it, it feels very grounded. You know, it's supernatural, but emotionally, you know, it's, it's, it's very real. And I did appreciate that. Um, All right. Well, that has been our show for today. Um, you guys can find us if you want to figure out or learn more about what we're doing, what we're talking about. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Carmen and Chris, and that's C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. And you can find me on Twitter at Carmen Bree, and that is C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E. And as for Christina, you can find me at Miss Christina 617. That is M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, until next time.